game begin. Hi, and welcome to episode seven of Dadgum Nerds, your podcast for family first fanboy fun. I'm your host, Andrew, and joining me today are my fellow dads, Zach, hey. Kevin, Yippee. and Brett. Hey, Dadgum Nerds. So right off the top, wanted to address that we got a couple new reviews this week. So hey. that is amazing. We got a review from a name that, kid you not, it's called a fellow nerd dad. Hello, uh, we, also, dad. we also got another one from uh, Strong Nation. So both of you guys, thank you very much. And Strong thank Nation, you. we totally hear you. Lord of the Rings is very much on the docket for the future. We could just have Zach talk about the history for like. No, I was going to go with Aaron because remember he's our Aragorn hype, hype man on that. Okay, one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, today we are going to go where a bunch of nerds have gone before and talk about Star Trek and the future of that show. But before we do that, wanted to see if anything happened to you guys in Dad Life this week. Well, I had a very special moment with my son, Rowan. So Aww. we've had many like precious father son moments, but this was like the first like bro moment, like the oh. first <laughs> moment where I felt like we were both just two dudes hanging out. So mom was out of the house. Um, she just needed a break. So I was like, hey, I'll watch Rowan. You go do some stuff. So it was just me and him sitting on the carpet and I just let a giant fart loose i mean just no (laughs) holds barred just giant carpet reverberating fart and we made eye contact and we just laughed for a second like (laughs) that was funny and then his face gets really really red and he starts to tense up and then he lets one go and then we both laugh and it was like it was clear that he just did like a call response fart (laughs) i mean and like both of us then smelled it and we're like ew and i mean it just felt like two dudes i was like that's awesome and remind everybody how old Rowan is now. 17 months old. 17 months. Mm-hmm. We were born and as with soon this. as he hits that 18, I'm just saying a year and a half. And then until he turns two, he's a year and a half. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Wow. So how, old your child, tw- how old your child? 24 months. Two. Your child is two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time to be keeping up with months. Gosh. Anyone else? Yeah. So my oldest daughter. So she's 10 now. This is Felicity. Correct? Felicity. Yeah. Felicity. Yeah. Good keeping track. Um, so she I has, try to listen. She has decided to start making herself coffee every morning at 10 oh. at 10. Yeah. So she'll come downstairs. Uh, this started this week and she'll make some, de- we only let her have decaf. So we, that's what, where we told her it is. So Wise man. So she'll brew her cut herself a cup of decaf coffee, wait for it to finish brewing, put it in the fridge, go upstairs and take a shower. And this is all by like six 30 in the morning, come downstairs and put it over ice with milk and vanilla shot and, and grind it up. Oh, wow. So she makes like her own frappuccino. Wow. She makes like her own frappuccino. So it's by, like Felicity by like the Barista. Six, by like 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. Whoa. Crazy. And showered and get up. This is like military grade discipline. It's pretty right awesome. Here. It's wow. pretty awesome. 10 wow. years old. That's Good job, great to know that For stuff that she likes. Like if you talk about school, then she's out. <laughs> That's great to know that a 10 year old is more productive in the morning before I am. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think, what have I done by 6.30? You are not Roll wrong. Over. Yeah. Well, this week we had Star Trek Lower Decks drop onto CBS All Access. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we figured this would be a great time to do our first podcast about Star Trek. So the question and topic that we're, we're going to talk about today, not necessarily just Lower Decks, uh, more global in scope. What is at the heart of Star Trek? And where should the Star Trek series go in the future? So what's at the heart of Star Trek? 
and mm. where should Star Trek go in the future? Uh, so, Zach, how about you take it away? Well, when we talk about what is Star Trek, it, it's always been a civilized sci-fi. So, you know, it's it's a utopia, which is mm. kind of in contrast to a lot of sci-fis that you, you see else out there. Um, I mean, yeah. certainly in contrast to Star Wars, mm-hmm. I mean, even in the name Star Wars, you know, Star Trek, everything, everyone's at peace. So there's diplomacy reigns and discovery is key. So well, dep- depends on the show that you watch. There are a couple wars that happen all throughout, but which you know, is good. well, when you look at the original series, you know, like yeah, it, it, everything is the, the Federation's got everything in order. And if there is conflict, it's just the outlier of which the, the crew of the enterprise is quick to sort out. So, you know, it, it, if someone were to ask me, what is Star Trek? It's civilized. So like utopia, the word I, I kind of came up when I was thinking about it this week was optimistic when it comes to like humanity in general. And while Gene Roddenberry and I probably differ in the amount of faith that we place in humanity. At times, <laughs> well said. Gene um, Roddenberry had a vision. Had a vision. Um, <laughs> That's from Frasier, if no one else knows. Oh, much appreciated. Man, that's a deep reference there. A <laughs> reference of the subject matter from another reference. No, but while like he had, he had like a lot of faith in humanity and rising above, you know, yada, yada, yada. And while I would probably differ on that a little bit at the heart of Star Trek is that optimism in humanity is that utopian society is that utopian belief that, you know, humanity has gone a little further than we are currently. Well, I mean, and that was radical for the time, because I mean, you're talking, oh, you yeah. know, it's the middle of the Vietnam War and you've got someone yeah. talking about, all right, 200 years from now or what, 2000 years from now? When's I, I don't even know uh, what star date uh, it is. It's in <laughs> but the- anyway. Uh, please, it's in like the 20, shooting lasers. No, no I think it's in the 2200s, 2300s, 2400s. But I mean, in the middle, there. like the late big 60s, numbers. that would be a big thing to say, hey, don't worry, guys. In 2000 years, humanity is all going to be okay. We're going to have everything figured out, whether that's political leanings, race, gender. I mean, th- there was a lot of diversity in the original yeah. series for yeah. the time. And, you know, during, that also laid the foundation for what Star Trek is, at least in my mind, when I mean, it's in the name. It is a. Trek through the stars. Ah, I it see is, what you did there. It Whoa. is exploration. Slow down, Brett. Hey, well, slow down. Well, you're going to warp speed there. <laughs> here's why I say that is that there are, there are so many people that think it's just a standard sci-fi show, but it's so much more than that. It really captures a lot of the space awe that happened during the 60s. Yeah. Uh, that there was a lot of unknown and it was almost like the Narnia of its time. You know, people said anything was possible up there and it was almost like they were going out instead of going out on the high seas and looking at great adventures out there with pirates and treasure and all that. It was in space this time. And I think it that was the final frontier. It yeah. was. And people were able to enjoy that. <laughs> like I can't. I, these are the voyages. That's it's just rolling through my head right now. <laughs> yeah, it's in the name. It's in the name. No, but yeah, I, absolutely. Exploration is part of it. I, I, I and as I was sitting down, I almost wouldn't use the word exploration as much. I would actually use more of the word discovery. Yeah. Um, not mm. necessarily for the you know like the new show discovery, but the word discovery in its purest form um, because it doesn't necessarily mean that you're just exploring the galaxy. A lot of times it's discovery about what, who we are as humans. You know, you're looking at the world through different eyes, different lenses, different races, new things, new, new ways Mm -hmm. of looking at things. And through 
seeing it through those eyes, you get to see a little bit about what it means to actually be human. So in a way, it's about self-discovery. Yes. Well, it's very much kind of like a celebration of diversity. Oh, yeah. So it's like we're, we're, we are exploring, but we're really coming to meet you where you are and finding out about your culture and trying not to interfere with it and mess with it too mm -hmm. much. We just want to figure out what's where and then step in if we have to. Mm -hmm. Well, and I feel like it, it's done that without drawing attention to the diversity per se, because right. it's never been like, oh, hey, we've got every race represented on our our bridge. It's just like, no, it's there. And we're just going to function as a as a fluid team. So it, it showcased diversity without necessarily rubbing it in your face like, hey, pom poms, we have this diversity and demographic represented. It just it's itself. On well, a we say that we say that now. But if you go back to the original trilogy. Uh, the original series, not trilogy, just the original series. Like that was groundbreaking for the oh time. Oh my goodness! Yeah, to but, have an, an Asian lead and Af a female African American well, lead. Uh, the that first, was mm -hmm. the first interracial Huge. kiss on yeah. TV happened in Star Trek. But I feel um, like they didn't. Spock they didn't. It, it was groundbreaking, but they didn't also have a show dedicated to. All right, the the uh, the first Asian bridge member is struggling to become a part of the rest of the bridge crew. Right. right. It was it's like, just, no, they're just, just there functioning as a team. Right. right. But in terms yeah. of just being on television, yeah, it was groundbreaking for the time. Mm -hmm. Now it's sort of like, eh, what do they do? It's no big deal. But if you go back to look at the history of what actually, why that mattered, it was huge. Well, and that's the beauty of sci-fi fantasy, right? It, it can create those fantastical scenarios that allow you to observe reality-based cultural issues from the outside looking in like you know we, we talk about race you know original series they they had that planet where you had the people who were black on one side and white on one side battling against the people that were white on one side and black on the other side i had forgotten yeah. about that episode yeah, and right. it just it kind of showcased racial issues that were huge in the 60s early 70s like the sneeches yeah i forget yeah. i forget what they were called but it, it just showed the ridiculousness sometimes of how interracial conflict and you can get away with that in a sci-fi. I mean, it's almost like a fairy tale, right? So it that yeah. that Aesop's fable, like, okay, what is the lesson you pull away from this? And and you yeah. can paint it in a picture, with, like you just said, with how ridiculous it is. Yeah, like yeah. really, this is what we're arguing over, people. Like you, and, you can you can paint that picture much better in a sci-fi manner than yeah. you can. And I think a lot of the the classic shows, like the original series, and uh, even shows like Next Generation. Uh, they they harped on the fact of new scientific ideas, but they kept that diverse element. And I thought that was great yeah. Um, because that's what they focused on was that exploration and scientific uh, uh, renaissance that was kind of coming out of the, the nation at the time. And well, I think that's what people loved. And I mean, how many devices do we use today that are almost like directly inherited from Star Trek? Not I mean, like the telephones. I mean, okay, we're still waiting on <laughs> that. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm still mad flip about phones, that. comms, right? Touch screens, like all that. I would like to think that the Motorola Razor was directly tied to the original series Star Trek <laughs> flip communicator. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's that's canon in my head. That's my head canon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd also throw into the mix that Star Trek is inherently episodic in nature. Um, that it's not necessarily uh, serialized in the fact where it's just like one big overarching arc to something that by nature, it's kind of your problem of the week that you're solving. There can be something that's bigger, 
like a larger arc, like for example, Voyager, you know, where they needed to get home mm. or the Dominion War in Deep Space Nine. Um, but inherently, like you can just watch an episode and it's pretty much a whole story unto itself. Yeah, there's you don't a start need to as finish. much concept. Doesn't need as much context. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it kind of adds to that mythical element to it to where it, it reads more like the Odyssey to where you have this same crew that battles all these individual scenarios and comes right. out on top. And yeah, they may learn something situation to situation that they bring with them to help with the next situation. But yeah, kind of like Voyager, there's just this one meta goal and they take everything blow by blow. I mean, and I, that's I, a, it's something that I feel that uh, Discovery and Picard have kind of gotten off the rails a little bit on just they it's more about the drama it's more about the that overarching arc and you have to watch episode one to understand episode two to understand three four and onward um but that's the season we're in in the world of binge watching and things like that that's more of a yeah that's more of a reflection on the culture Hmm. than it is on but at the same time i think star trek could be that show that brings back something that's more episodic like i to me, having something that is serialized where you've got that larger arc versus something that's episodic in nature and, and works with it like Star Trek does, I, I'd binge about the same level if I could and had the time and didn't have a one year old son. But it sure. is important to show that, I mean, the original I and mean, most of the Star Trek TV series were in a world where you could only see it once a week. Right. And so. That kind of led to you had to create stories that you didn't necessarily have to tune in next week to find the exciting conclusion. Whereas now, I mean, heck, if I don't see that little scrolling wheel, those like, would you like to watch the next episode? Eh, sure. Will our kids (laughs) ever realize the hardship that we had? No. When Riker looked at Mr. Worf and said, Mr. Worf, fire on his own captain who was captured on a Borg ship. They're not going to understand that hardship of tuning in next week. They can just watch it right next. That was the end of the season. Good, sir. And and that's another part of it, too, is like you think of all these series, even I think the Mandalorian also only has like 10 episodes. So I think it's eight, actually. Yeah. So a lot of these series are more like churn and burn because they they cost like Mm -hmm. 20 plus million per episode. They don't have time to do all this stuff. So they have to get in and get out quick. But I'd rather have eight episodes of amazing content than I would 23 episodes of eh. Sure, I agree with that. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Arrow. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, can can we just give a nod to the great examples of leadership in Star Trek? That's half the reason I watch that show, is looking to see how they handle different scenarios. Fantastic. Well, the the um I mean not only the captains, yeah, but it's there's oftentimes that ethical or moral dilemma that they run into where it's like you hit that one zone where it's like oh gosh that's a sticky situation it's kind of a lose-lose scenario yeah um and you know sometimes there's that creative third solution and then sometimes it's just like you pick one and you stick with it yeah well and i mean if you think of how long star trek has been a part of pop culture you've had these leaders bridge generations Oh, my word. Oh, wow. Well, the fact that we made it about, what, 15-ish minutes into this, and that's Zach's first pun. No, it's not. Oh, just no, wait not. for the game. Oh, that wasn't my first pun. But I just... must have blocked out it in my memory. <laughs> that's probably why. Become immune to it. That's what happened. So, I mean, that I feel like that's kind of like the heart of Star Trek, 
Um, I feel like that's a pretty good representation of it. So, I mean, we'll probably come back to it and, you know, a little bit in the discussion, but, you know, want to talk about where should Star Trek go? Um, when we think about the future, uh, you know, we obviously we're looking to the past right now, but where should it be going in the future that would make Star Trek fans happy? So, uh, anybody want to chime in first and foremost, anybody have like big thoughts on that? I have lots of random thoughts. Well, random thoughts take, it is. <laughs> let's start off with a random thought. Kevin, you go for it. Okay. So I will preface this by saying if I didn't marry into a Star Trek family, I would not probably, I would probably not be a Star Trek fan. I'm not really, I wouldn't even categorize myself as a Star Trek. fan. Oh man, Kevin's feed. Where did it go? Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning else. in to dadgum nerds episode seven, everyone. That's the end. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say the biggest thing for Star Trek is they have to figure out a way to win fans back. Yeah. Um, and I very much agree with that. The first part of that for me is to be accessible. Like if you, if you keep it on CBS pay all access, have to pay for it. No one's going to care. Uh, it's a no lot gonna harder care. to care. It's a lot like, like you have to pay to play. So that like, they have to figure out some way around that and they have to figure out a new flagship series. Um, oh, yeah, that was a good uh, there we go. I'm okay. putting that in. So they have to figure out, so I, I don't see like Deep Space Nine or even Discovery and the old Enter- Enterprise series as flagship series. I see those as sort of spinoff series. By flagships, right. I mean the original Next Gen and Voyager mm-hmm. as like flagship series. But all that to say, I would love to see if they have a solid flagship, I would love to see a bunch of spinoffs. And by spinoffs, mm-hmm. I mean, I would love to see a Star Trek series based on an alien race. Like how okay. cool would it be to see a series based off of the Romulans or the Klingons where or the, the Vulcans char- or the Vulcans where they're mm-hmm. the, the core and it's really about their culture and has really nothing to do with Starfleet necessarily. Whatsoever. Yeah. So my, my question to that, and I think you answered it already was like, so you'd go outside the Federation. So oh, you yeah. see like the Klingon empire, mm-hmm. the Romulan empire. Yeah. Um, shoot. I'd love to see, take some of the mystery around the Breen. I'm yeah. Cut deep on that one. I'd love, um, to, I'd love to see a series on just the Academy itself. See, that's yep. where I want it to go. That's what <laughs> I want to happen with it. Cause right. I, I know that star Trek is getting ready to come out with star Trek prodigy, which is a 3d animated series about a bunch of kids who apparently stumble onto a derelict Starfleet vessel and then go on some adventures with it. Cool. I'm like, that's, that's just like really I, I sense whiny teen. Well, they, they literally describe it as lawless youth. Oh, yeah. yeah which, if no. that's not a great designator of the most recent generation of kids, lawless youth. Yeah. <laughs> Brought well, to you by TikTok. So, yeah, how, <laughs> so, yeah, because millennials got through that unscathed. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> how about this? How about if, and this was going to segue into an idea that uh, I just recently talked about with somebody. What if, uh, you know, we had the movie First Contact, which showed how we Mm -hmm. actually got in contact with an alien race for the first time when the warp engine was generated. Why don't we start a series right there and start how the Federation began? Yeah, I had that actually as my next point. It's sort of like, how how did this even come to happen? Yeah. So I'm actually going to call you guys out on that because the Star Trek Enterprise series is about that. Well, then they didn't it. do a good job. Oh, well, if it was that well, forgettable, about, it's, then it's shame on them. The first, it's actually about the first ship, right? It was like before they had hyperdrive. At all. Uh, it, no, uh, Enterprise is one of the first exploration ships that humanity has. The Federation has not been founded yet. And by the end of the show, the Federation was is founded. the Federation. See, that's, um, I stopped watching it because it was just that bland. 
Sorry. I've never yeah, watched it. To yeah, be it's it's hard at times. It's got merit to it. It's it's uh worst theme song in all of TV history. <laughs> I don't know what the producers were thinking. I don't it's know. Like P- this Picard ballad. P- Picard's is pretty bad too. No, I, no. Look it up, bro. Look it up. I mean, it's Star Trek Enterprise. Is it is it like yeah. by Nickel Creek or something? It's basically it should have been a Nickelback, Nickelback. song. Yeah, I don't, it should have been a Nickelback name. song. That's what it, how bad it sounds. Wow. I'll finish um, off with my last two. Is it is it by the the Backfleet Boys? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was good. That was legit good. <laughs> well done. All right, there's a parody band that needs to be made, y'all. The Backfleet Boys. <laughs> 90s Star Trek fans. <laughs> the first song needs to be a cover of the Maz Eisley bar or the, the cantina. Whoa, now we're just getting too cross-reference. Yeah. But but well, but I like the idea of spin-offs. Like yeah. I, I think Starfleet Academy would be really neat. Um, I mean, talking about like I, I'm more of a casual fan, and I would like to see more like, okay, so when do you choose your designation for command, scientific, yeah. engineer? Yeah. Like, when does that happen? Like, do you just go into it or like are you assigned a shirt is like hogwarts where you get like the sorting shirt that sends you (laughs) off into your color like sorting shirt but but to be able to see a bunch of very bright youth who have Mm -hmm. a a promising career in front of them you know they all come from different backgrounds how old are you places bright youth yes (laughs) oh to see the bright youth The two Utes. <laughs> the bright oh, Utes. You. Thank you for making that my octogenarian Kevin. heart. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> but okay, it's about to see bright kids. There we go. <laughs> coming into a Starfleet scenario where I mean the band the, the standard to get into Starfleet is apparently pretty high in that universe. So to be able to show like, hey, no, yeah, getting it's not in, just, I mean it's a fleeting chance. It's uh, <laughs> well, it's not just that you are, you know, phaser fodder and wear a red shirt. It's that, no, you actually pretty much have a PhD in whatever you're working mm. in. I wonder and what those guys go ins- through in school. Yeah. And what, what inspired. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, be, but think about being able to inspire as a Hufflepuff fan. That's I the, take that's such offense name. to that. Thank you. <laughs> like Gryffindor, you have to say it so regally like Gryffindor. <laughs> Hufflepuff's the best name by far. Huffle, like red shirts are the Hufflepuffs of the Star Trek galaxy. I, I except in next generation where the captain is have, wearing red. Well, he can be Cedric Diggory. Yeah. Okay. He, he can be Cedric Diggory. Well then said, you know, then security was gold designation at that point, but you know, I digress, but yeah, to be able, <laughs> but to like, instead of inspiring kids with lawless teenagers or whatever it was, uh, Zach, where it's, you're inspiring kids with really bright students coming in from different good role models yeah. yeah a good role model that way uh, that could very yep. much inspire people uh, not boring in not in. boring mm, no but good role models i think the lawless youth thing is just catering to cw basically yeah potentially yeah so two more real quick and then i'll have you uh the movie vantage point i think oh, was a yeah. really cool yes. concept so i think it'd be really cool to do like an eight episode series where they're solving one problem and one episode is this is what's happening in engineering another episode is this is what's happening in medical so they're all happening at the same Mm. time and tying it together or the Um, same ship aboard the same ship yeah okay okay or or maybe you do it species wise to where you have some sort of interplanetary conflict and each episode is from a specific species vantage point or a different ship like yeah standoff and so behind that the crazy idea i have is to make a star trek comedy series around 
the people that do the logistics and the building of starships. So oh, basically so like an office comedy, like an office style comedy. Okay. Of how, okay. Of, uh, and their job is building these giant enterprise level starships and the logistics of getting them outfitted with everything they need for the next five to 10 years as they go out. And it's just this weird, like, act, why do we always like make that? them like big saucers? Right. <laughs> Who <laughs> so designed like this, this? Just this weird comedy around building spaceships in the Star Trek world. It, it may have even been based off like a, a coffee stain. Like the reason why it's a circle is that they left a coffee stain. <laughs> oh, the listen, table. the name yeah. of the series would be ship happens. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> So actually, random piece of trivia. Do you know that the Enterprise design was actually if you took, you know, what we know to be the Starship Enterprise and you turn it upside down? Mm-hmm. That is initially how they designed the Starships. Wow. And then somebody flipped it upside down and was like, no, I think it looks better this way. Huh. Thank you, random person. Thank you for your contribution <laughs> to the Star Trek community. Much. And did you know that Andrew actually is still married, even having known that? <laughs> yeah but does she know he knows that oh yeah. secret secret secrets hurt so so love the idea kevin we just have to make sure we keep the vibe of star trekness the, so, the exploration of it all so that actually i don't think seg- you necessarily have to that actually segues into my next one that i i would love to see it go which from everything that i'm hearing from star trek strange new worlds that's slated to come out. I think it's either 2021 or 2022, which, uh, it follows captain Pike, who was the precursor Mm. to captain Kirk. Yeah. And based off of what I'm hearing, it sounds like a return to form for star Trek because it is about exploration. Um, it's about strange new worlds. Shockingly enough, where's that supposed to be hosted? Is that CBS all access? I believe it's going to be CBS. Yep. Come on. CBS. But it sounds like I, I've not seen anything Captain Pike related in Discovery yet. I'm I'm still not there in the show, uh, but I've heard the reception towards him has been positive. Who's playing him? Do you know? Oh, I forgot his name. OK, I'll look it up. You keep going. OK, but it sounds like it's going to be a return to form for the show. And I'm excited That's about great. that. I, I really am. I think this is a chance to win back some fans who are like, oh, this has gone way off, you know. I didn't ask for an animated comedy. I, I didn't ask for this, you know, serialized drama. I yeah, see, that's what I feel space like. Orchids. <laughs> Can we just hit space orchids for uh, a solid Brett, minute? Brett has been waiting seven episodes to share this. <laughs> oh my goodness! If you thoughts. are going to bring back one of the best captains in existence in the Star Trek universe, and Captain the climax, Picard for the record, yeah, Captain Picard, if and then have a show solely about Captain Picard. You involve the Borg, you involve the Romulans, you involve a whole fleet against fleet potential battle. Not only do you not have the battle, you have space orchids that come and take down your spaceships, including a Borg ship, which is absolutely stupid, and say that that is going to be your your battle and your climax. That's that's baloney. I'm sorry, writers. I, whoever wrote that. You you need to readdress some things because that was you not good. You need to good. rethink your life. It was just I need to go home. Terrible. So not glorious. Anson Mount, the guy that plays Black Bolt in. Um, oh, I thought is that oh. him? Yeah. Oh, from the the uh, uh, the ill fated Inhumans TV it, show. Yeah. yeah. I, I I'm a Marvel fan and I'm not brave enough to watch that one. 
I know this is off topic, but like Inhumans to me is the one property that Marvel can't pull off because it's just so inherently wacky. Well, it is wacky. Yeah. But not uh, the other two people that are tied organs. to that right now are Ethan Peck. He's playing Spock. Spock. And then Rebecca Romaine is playing number one. Hmm. I have no idea who that is, but I hope you do well, Rebecca. She was in Mystique in the original um, X-Men series. Oh, she used to be married to John Stamos, who used to play a little bit with um, oh. the Beach Boys. Yeah. Wow. Like John. John Stamos wow. from Full House. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, oh, wow. Yeah, that name was escaping me. But yeah, that's it. They wow. were married. They got divorced. She got de-Stamosed. <laughs> wow, we made that a verb. <laughs> the last one that I think I'd want to see um, before we, you know, wrap this all up. I think uh, in Star Trek, there's always been a history that the Admiralty has kind of always been this antagonistic force at times. Mm. They've not, they've usually captains in the Admiralty are butting butting heads. I think a show actually seeing from the Admiralty's point of view could really be interesting that you're looking at the high level. You're looking at the diplomacy. You're looking at the politics hmm. um, that it's a little less boots on the ground and more of the, the power plays. Yeah, I, okay, I would that. find more that strategy really based, almost like a, like an Ender's game kind of level to where you don't see the individual guns being fired, torpedoes being launched. Well, that's it's, not the focus of it. Yeah. It, it's more of the overarching thousand foot view of a battle. I, I personally would find that interesting. Some people probably find that like watching paint dry, but I think uh, seeing it from the Admiralty's point of view could be something pretty interesting. It might be pretty cool if they could weave two uh, series together. So where you could have one that's from the the Admiralty side and one that's from boots on the ground. So you can watch them independently and still get a a decent story about the same thing. Or you can watch them together. That'd be kind of cool. I'm down for that. Yeah, it would be. Now, another (laughs) aspect too, you have to think about, it's not just about the shows. There are movies involved here, right? And mm-hmm. so we yeah. have to think about the future of Star Trek movies. And I think I've got an Don't. idea. And I well, love the new ones. I think they're. Yeah. So, so the, uh, and I'm not saying the new movies are perfect, but I mean, they are entertaining. I mean, and they're so reboots. I think, they do have that. I mean, the third yeah. one is a little bit more original, but I mean, the first two are just reboots of the older movies. Sure. Yeah. And so what I think we do is actually have all future Star Wars movies. If I was the owner of the franchise. Wait, you said Star Wars, Brett. I did. Sorry. Star Trek. Second time. My, my, Second time he's made a Star Wars. Reference. Oh, I missed the first one. <gasps> I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. But uh, Star Trek, if I was in charge of the Star Trek series and the franchise, I would say that all the movies that are made need to be fan voted in. And here's what I mean. No, if, uh, no, 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 no. Not just fan voted. You're going to contain them in a box. And here's how. You have the fans. We're, we're going to get the USS Bodie McBoat face. No, no, no. Which would be and awesome. here's how you stop that. <laughs> here's how you stop that. You have all the fans submit anything they want to 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 the franchise. Oh, Any boy. idea for for a movie and the premise <laughs> of that idea. And then a board at CBS or at Star Trek, however you want to do it. We'll take a look and pick the top three. They will pick the top three that they think would make a good movie from there the fans will vote on those top three. That way they pick the top movie that they want. And or, I think it will give them more involvement in the movies. Or just get somebody in the boardroom who loves Star Trek and knows what the fans probably want. Yeah, or maybe want. you just yeah. get a good writer. Sure. I mean, I just, I, I don't trust the internet to tie my shoes. No. Like, <laughs> no, so the internet was going to give you the the ideas, but from there... You basically are going to corner the good idea into the problem. With, the problem with that is you'll get people that have don't care at all, yeah. and they'll get flooded with the people that don't care, and it, they 
They'll just like I, just pick I three. Yeah, you'll have the people going. Care. Bring Luke Skywalker back. I don't yeah. want to see Man <laughs> Cat fly right by the Enterprise. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I'll just say I think Brett me. just loves this idea of having these multi-universe references. Like, I think you want to see the Daleks fight the Borg. Who <laughs> when would did come I out? say that? Well, it was in the episode where you're talking about let's have DC and Marvel. It was the okay, reboot that was episode. The yeah. one time, the one time I had a far-fetched idea. Actually, oh, now know, I really want to see. I want to see Doctor Who in an episode of Star Trek, like Stranger Worlds. He just runs into them. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> he just zooms back away. Yeah. yeah. I actually kind of like that a little bit more than I thought it was going to. Okay. A little cameo. Yeah. Um, uh, anything else before we wrap up this discussion and move on to the game? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you remembered me, Andrew. So yeah. um, he forgets everybody once. I would love to see. Now, granted, I just love murder mysteries, but I would like to see. And I don't even know if this exists in the Star Trek universe, but I would like to see like a crime investigation Star Trek unit. Like imagine NCIS something ha- in space. Yeah. Inside NCIS, but the Star Trek version. So yeah. I would love to see some sort of disaster on a ship. And then this special unit from Starfleet is assigned to solve this mission. So currently what you see is, you know, you have a ship crew and their assignment, you know, it's a five year mission. They're out exploring, but I would want to see a crew that their MO is to solve these individual mysteries all around. And maybe in solving these individual mysteries, they uncover through the meta of the entire series some sort of big problem. Like they they find out that there's some sort of meddling. uh, You you do realize that we're talking about a utopian society. Where they've kind of like broke all crime. Right. the, The thing is, they still have security forces for a reason. It's not that they broke all crime. It's that crime is greatly diminished because the it's like no more poverty. Yeah, and this most recent star <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do Star Trek. Excuse eh? me. Um, but uh, I-, I would like to see a crime investigation spinoff of Star Trek. Well, that episode in season one where they had those little bug creatures attached to your spine on the inside, and they started the controlling you. No, no, it was, uh, it was uh, Star no. Trek Next Generation. Yeah, Next Generation and where that little purple bug crawled inside your mouth and it latched onto your spine and you it started controlling your mind, right? They were basically mm-hmm. a symbiotic host and they tried to take over the Federation. They never resolved that. Hmm. To Zach's point, why don't they bring that back? And CIS covers that they're actually trying to come back again. I think it's a great idea, Zach. And then one other kind of idea and yeah i'm i'm basically just asking another show to be star trek but <laughs> i loved twilight zone but i'd like to see a twilight zone-esque version of star trek to where if you take an episodic format to where a crew is taking things episode by episode i would want the situations they encounter to be very surreal and bizarre so maybe it's star trek deep 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 space so maybe like Deep Space 19. I don't know. Just really far <laughs> It's out. the name of the really base. Really far say, It's the name of the space station. Well, I don't know. If you just increase the number, it's further out in space. Sure. That, that makes sense in infinite direction, yeah. right? Okay. So, so, uh, no, I really, I really like it too. Because if you think about it, you could have a different, because they have so many infinite amount of ships over the, the series of all the Star Wars history. Star you, Wars. See, Star, he okay. said Star Wars too. You're rubbing off me, Brett. Um <laughs> But you could have like different writers and directors and they could all be like, they don't have to be connected at all. 
because writer one could be writing about this happened on the Enterprise. Writer number two could be this happened oh, on the Voyagers. It could be completely different crews, <laughs> completely different stories. They have you could just you know farm it out to like whoever you want and like hey we're just gonna make a couple episodes, um, but they could all be in production at the same time because they're all independent of each other. And this is more of like a recap of what happened in sort of more of like a narration form, like Star like Twilight series was. Like they you were all they were not connected. The lack of consistency, you think you'd be able to get away with that? Yeah, because you're talking about different groups. Like you're just it's like a story, like, hey, so this is file number forty seven. This is file number one thousand seventy two. This is file oh, number. Okay, so if you yeah. look at it, you look at it, somebody going through the archives basically right. of all these wacky. Oh, okay, yeah, that the could be those blackout top secret, like no one is known okay. about it. Yeah. Okay. That's neat. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, like the black right. archives. Yeah. Now they, they get very close in several episodes of, uh, well, really several uh, series, like whether it's Voyager or next generation where there are some mm. pretty trippy episodes. Let's just mm-hmm. be honest. So, uh, but I think that fans would love to see that as a whole. So I think that's a great idea too, Kevin. I think that could be incredibly interesting. Well, great guys, ideas, guys. CBS, listen up. Uh, <laughs> Kevin's wife says he's full of it. Uh, she does generally <laughs> well guys we're gonna warp off into our next hey, uh, hey next you, got one. you got one well it's a, it's more of a play on words i wouldn't call that an actual it's pun. happened you had a pun we're moving on <laughs> gosh <laughs> well we are gonna do today's game uh we're gonna do a little something a little bit different today so uh you know brace yourselves fans but today's game is brought to you by maleshko making videos should be fast and fun find out how at maleshko.com that's M-I-L-E-S-H-K-O.com, or you could go to dadgumnerds.com, and it will take you straight there. They helped us get up, uh, get up off the ground. So, yeah. All right. Well, Kevin, today you have been dethroned uh, as our game master for the day. That's fine. Which means uh, it's your first week to actually participate in the games. I, know. I, I know. like so it. I either need to ruin it. So I'm never part of it again. or I just need to dominate. <laughs> That's my strategy. Basically, as long as you make sure Andrew doesn't win. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, be nice. shoot. I gave my money to the wrong person this week. <laughs> no, you didn't. You gave it to the right person. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, today's game master is drumroll, please. Zach. Hey, Zach. What are we playing today? All right, fans. You have been waiting for this one. You didn't even know it. But today's oh, game no. is called Set Your Phasers to Pun. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> So what does this mean? It means that today is a Star Trek themed pun game. The way it works is Uh I will give a prompt leading up to a Star Trek related answer. That is a pun. If the contestants get it, they get a point. We've got eight on the board. So we will see who comes out the Star Trek pun master. All right. So what are our buzzers in? Andrew, what's your buzzer? Mine. All right. Kevin, what's your buzzer? Cowbunga. All right, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm sure you've been sitting on that one. All right, and Brett. (laughs) All right. All right, we've got crows in space. Still does not get old. No. All right, so these are going to get progressively harder. So these are going to start out a little bit easy. So the first one, memorizing all the Star Trek ship names would be quite the... Mine? Andrew. Fleet. Oh, come on. Memorizing all the Star Trek ship names would be quite the. Wow, this is Calabunga, the easiest Calabunga. one. Okay, Kevin. Waste of time. <laughs> not a pun. Not, I'm not saying you're not true, but it's not a pun. Wow, this was, this was on the one scale, guys. What? I might have. 
Uh, Trip got these in like five seconds. So uh, I'm going to give Trip well, a point. He's not even Trip on this not episode. Here today. All right. Yeah. One last time. Memorizing all the Star Trek ship names would be quite the. Wow. We're pulling the plug on the first one. <laughs> the answer is Enterprise. Oh, what? I like fleet better. I like fleet yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It'd be quite. The but if fleet. you're memorizing all of the names, that would be quite a body of work. Thus, enterprise, also relating to the first name. Wow, be okay. Quite the fleet. This game come is on. off to oh, a grand start. I like I'm going to give one point to Trip, who's not even on this episode, since he got that in I'm three giving, seconds. I'm giving testing. myself a point. You should. For okay, here we go. Moving on to the next one. Okay, dryer lint really has a tendency to. Kalbunga. Kevin. Klingon. Uh, Kevin uh, gets the first point and set your phasers to pun. That's well, actually, the first, the first official actually, point. This person is actually here. Yes. Okay, so Kevin's got one. All right, next one. What Star Trek superhuman loves going to big geek gatherings? What Star Trek superhuman loves going to big geek gatherings? What? Okay. All right. This is awesome. Let's do... <laughs> Let's reword this one. What Star Trek villain loves going to big geek gatherings? Ka-ka! Brett. Khan. There we go. Khan. Uh, oh, that's yeah. awful. Khan. <laughs> All right. Bonus oh. points. Bonus point to whoever says it correctly. Kabunga. Khan? Kevin. Khan! <laughs> there we go. All right. A bonus point goes to Kevin for saying his name correctly. Uh, okay. And hopefully I didn't wake up any kids. Here we go. Next one. What is typically found in the toilet of James T. Kirk? <laughs> I was about to go really Cal literal. Bunga. Kevin. Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be right. All right. I am giving a point to Kevin. That was not the one I had, but that is way better. That is amazing. <laughs> So the answer I was going for was a captain's log. (laughs) But that was amazing. So Kevin now has two points. Solid for number two. All right. So moving on to the next one. Moving on to the next one. Um, What Star Trek captain is a favorite amongst magicians? What Star Trek captain is a favorite amongst Picard. magicians? Brett. Picard. Exactly. Pick, pick uh, a card. Pick a card. Pick card. Oh. Huh? There you That's go. That's awful. Brett pulls out another point with Bam. pick card. Okay. We're, that, now, Zach, we're now moving that up. That sucked. <laughs> Listen, it, it passed the stupidity filter in the playtesting, so we wow, stuck okay. with it. All right. Now we're moving up in the difficulty scale. This one gets up? a little bit more. This oh one gets dear. a little bit more deep <laughs> into the Star no. Trek knowledge. Here we go. What do you call trying to beat the Borg at Scrabble with not enough play pieces? Kaka! Brett. Uh, I just lost the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Hey, what's, uh, uh, what? Oh, kaka! There we go. Futile. Exactly. Oh, too few yeah. tiles. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. See? Brett pulls ahead with three points. Here we go. All right. Shatner's still the best answer, though. It, it absolutely <laughs> is. All right. Here's one that y'all will have to concentrate on. Oh, uh, we haven't previously. If a blueberry 
begins to rot in the pocket of denim pants. It becomes if a blueberry Star Trek themed. If a blueberry begins to rot in the pocket of denim pants, Andrew. Rottenberry. A what? Rotten Gene Rottenberry. (laughs) Boom! Andrew gets a point. Oh, (laughs) that's so bad. Wow. You did that. That was a difficulty five. So well done. Well done. Mm, All right. We're almost to the end. We're getting to the end. We're getting to the end. All right. So this is number seven. And this is a seven on the difficulty scale. Oof. All right. Why have cell phone users started endlessly looping episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation? Why have cell Why have cell phone users started endlessly looping episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation? And uh, mine. Because it uses data. (laughs) I will give it to you. They do it for the unlimited data. Oh, man. All right. So believe it or not, going into the final question, Brett has three, Andrew has three, and Kevin has two. But for this last one, for this last one, if someone gets it, they automatically get a thousand points. Wow. All right. This is this was judged at difficulty nine. So basically two points. Yes. Basically <laughs> two points or a thousand, whatever you want. All right. A Vulcan was born with three ears. What? The first was on the left side of his head. The second was on the right side of his head. The last one was on his forehead. What was that one called? Cowbunga. Kevin. Henry. <laughs> <laughs> like one leg named Smith. Believe it or not, not Henry. Say it again. A Vulcan was born with three ears. The first was on the left side of his head. The second was on the right side of his head. The last one was on his forehead. What was that one called? Andrew. The last one. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. The first was on the left side. The right was on the right side. The last one. (laughs) All right. I I missed the end. I missed the end. Say it again. You, You interrupted, Andrew. But the last one was on his forehead. What is that one called? Three, two, one. The answer is, it is the final front ear. (laughs) See how much fun we're having? And that, ladies and gentlemen, was set your phasers to pun. So I feel like we need some wah, theme music. Wah, wah. <laughs> oh, there, there it was. Yeah. And so I am going to declare the winner of this game, the English language. Thank you. English language for giving <laughs> us so many opportunities to make puns. <sighs> Come Shatner on. won. Yeah, actually, Shatner you know won. what? I'm going to declare Kevin the winner with the best answer of them all. <laughs> <laughs> I get the participant award. Thanks millennial. <laughs> I, I really don't even know how you to You have to have a tiebreaker in these games, man. Otherwise, this might happen often. I mean, I can. I have several more that I could give if you really want a tiebreaker. No. Yeah, I, really I was going to say, but I think. <laughs> I'm okay with Kevin winning this. <laughs> All well, right, guys, Kevin, your first game. It, you're the winner. Your first hey. game. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Well, guys, if uh, you. I'm done want now. I'm batting to, a thousand. If you want to continue hearing Set Your Phasers to Pun, let us know. If you do not want to continue hearing it, let us know. This is the first time we're trying it out, so just we'd love to hear your feedback. So I think Andrew, we know what Andrew you, wants. Andrew, you are not allowed to submit website tokens. It's a heaping scoop of Shatner. That was my loop, no, loophole. <laughs> we're getting uh, a lot well, of emails from this one guy. What did we learn today, guys? 
<laughs> William <laughs> Shatner's still awesome, and his name's fun to mess around with. <laughs> uh, I learned that we probably shouldn't do games that have puns. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I learned, but I suck at puns, basically. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you did pretty good. Yeah, you were tied. You were Pay tied off the right people. I just made I, people laugh. And and I learned that I didn't even know I wanted an NCIS in a Star Trek universe. You are welcome, Brett. Great You're idea. Welcome. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you guys want a quick way to get a call out on the show like we did at the beginning, be sure to leave us a review if your podcast platform lets you. That or simply just leave us a rating. Uh, if you'd like to see Daggum Nerds hit the all-coveted new and noteworthy section on Apple, then that's the perfect way to do it. Uh, we would also give you a virtual hug. I'm not entirely sure how we'd pull that off, but it's there. We'll find a way. We'll find mm-hmm. a way. Be sure also to head to dadgumnerds.com for not only our merch store, which is a great way to support the show, but also for our contact form. We've got another question and answer episode coming up at the end of the month, and we'd love to hear from you. Just go to dadgumnerds.com contact and fill out the form, which is a perfect place to send us a dad joke to. So, uh, Kevin, we have a dad joke of the week. Yes, we do. What is that dad joke? So this dad joke was submitted by Al Woodard via the website. All right. What do you get? What do you get when you mix a dad joke with a rhetorical question? I I don't know. Oh, gosh, that's amazing. That's pretty solid, right? Good work, Al. Oh my gosh, that is incredible. Al, whoever you are, I am sending you a firm handshake. Well done, sir. Good job, Al. Wow. Uh, Well, Zach, pun cap this week. What we got? Uh, I had nine. Okay, okay. (laughs) <laughs> Not including the well, entirety uh, yeah, of the game. Yeah, and if you don't game. include the entirety of the game, which I'm sure put us well into the 20s. Yeah. <laughs> so this is our most pun-filled episode is what I'm hearing. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, we could. <laughs> and moving on from that, thank you guys so much again. Uh, that's all the time we've got for today. But we will catch you later, dadgum nerds. See ya. Keglumach kotjachowam. Wow. You gotta, you gotta cough that up. You all right? I'm sorry. You mi- there's an inflection that you missed on that one part. Yeah, it was, it was Shatner. It was. <laughs> <laughs>